0: I think worst he gets, the worst he could say is no, right? I'll I'll, I'll put in a good word for yeah, you. Yeah, I would even change the time of my show for him. I love Barry. He cracks <laughs> me up. He is he so is. funny. He is. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. I met today's guest at my favorite place in the entire world, which if you haven't been to, you've got to put it on your bucket list. You can't live a life without at least going there once, per preferably several times. It's called Rancho La Puerta, it's in Tecate, Mexico. And she teaches a course there, which is taught the very first day you arrive for this experience about intention setting. Her name is Jill Theory. She is the founder and chief energizing officer of Club Change, and she is coming to me, I believe from Rancho La Puerta. I can tell by the painting behind her, that's where she must be. Please welcome her to the show. It's so nice to see you again. It's been about a year. It has.
1: Chef AJ, good to see you again, and thanks for having me on the show. I'm actually not at the ranch right now. I am in my condominium in Imperial Beach, which is right across the border.
0: I did not know that because I saw the beautiful painting behind you, and I just assumed because everywhere you go at Rancho, whether it's the restroom or the dining room, the art is beautiful, and so I made an assumption. I saw beautiful art, and what did I think? Rancho.
1: Oh, you're great. Well, it is beautiful art. It's painted by by a friend of mine in San Francisco, Carrie Nardello.
0: Well, how did you get involved with, I mean, I can't imagine if I didn't have a job, like if I had to work anywhere, I I can't imagine a more idyllic place. How did you get involved with Rancho La Puerta?
1: Oh, that's such a great phrase. Um, Well, 2002 was a big year for me. So it was after 9-11 and the publishing, financial services and technology publishing industry was kind of tanking. I had kind of been laid off which back then it was well paid that laid off but i also was going through a divorce and so it was just a year of big changes big choices and so um not only did i choose to um, say yes to new things in my life but one of those new things was going to rancho La Puerta. so new year's what is it 18 years ago new year's week last week my girlfriend and i she called me from washington i had just got divorced she's like what are you doing for the holidays?" i said i know what i'm not doing I'm not doing what I always do. We would just stay in San Francisco. So we found it on Spotfinder, Finder and we flew, we both flew into San Diego from different parts of the coast. And oh my God, you're so right. I went to Rancho Laporte, and it was like, I found my happy place. It's,
0: it's just, uh, you know, and it's sort of like to tell somebody like what the most delicious fresh fruit tastes like. It's like, you, you've got to experience it. And, you know, it was always a dream for me to go there. And like, when I was younger, I heard about it. I'm like, I can't afford to go there. And then when I actually had a book and they had me, it's like, wow, I mean, I still can't afford to go there, but it's like, I get to go there. And I mean, it's really worth every penny to save up and they have specials and, and things like that. Cause it, it's, it's not like any place else in the world. It's, first of all, it's not like any other vacation, and, and I, I speak a lot on cruises, and, and this is like the opposite of cruises. Cruises, I don't really care for. This is, you really can find your your center there. You can, I mean, that's where I've written all my books. It's because I, I can't do it in a busy, noisy city. It's 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 a place to find your heart and your peace.
1: Oh, so well said. Um, and I also had to really stretch to afford it. And I think I was there almost every year after that. But the way I put it in my little mental buckets was, it's really not a vacation. It's an investment in my health. Because that, that visit started me on a path of saying yes to all sorts of new healthy things. Um, I started yoga. And I know you had mentioned today is Yogananda's birthday. Phyllis Pilgrim, you know, she's been at the ranch forever, was my very first yoga teacher. I still have my first you know, Rancho La Puerta yoga mat. And um, so it was a great investment. And so I went back often and about six or seven years in they started the docent program. And I'd been there enough and kind of, I said, I must've made enough people happy that they invited me back to be a docent. So suddenly I was there for a couple of weeks and it was like, wow. And I did, this is what I say in my intentions setting in class, I, for the first time, I kind of got out of my habits. I got out of my Canyon of the things that I always did at the ranch because I did the ranch like I did my life, you know, like totally triggered, maximize the return on investment, do something every hour, plan it all out, rush, 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 grasp, 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 you know, try and do everything. And then that visit, I was like, I'm going to do things completely different. And it was so transformative that year. It was it was amazing. And I I think you're right. That's one thing that the ranch does really well is help people through change and through transformation. And so I was there and I, it was one of the things that really started me on my path to being what I call a professional student of change.
0: Oh, that's very cool. (laughs) So you went from guest to docent to staff.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I've been full-time staff. It'll be eight years this June and that, and all those journeys were pretty organic, right? The docent thing happened. And by that time I was self-employed. So I had lots of flexibility and time. So suddenly I was going a couple of times a year. Then they started the ranch circle, which they no longer have, but it was kind of an online loyalty program. And I'd been in publishing and business development. So, um, so they actually asked me because a lot of the Mexican staff really couldn't cover for the online, you know, marketing and community communications online. So I said, Oh, Barry, I'll come help you. And Barry's the director of guest services. So suddenly I'm there helping with a key to an office and I've got a computer and I'm exchanging, you know, I'm interacting with the front desk and with the concierge. And um, when I finished that, which was over the holidays as well, so kind of the holiday season, New Year's was kind of my ranch time. um, I told him, you know, I'll come back here anytime. I love it here. I'll help you as much as I can. And actually they came to me and let me know that there was a job opening up. And I was like- That
0: is fantastic. Oh. Well, I
1: had to think about it though. Cause it was like, oh, move to Mexico. At that point in time, I lived in San Francisco but I didn't have to think too hard. And pretty soon there I was loading up my truck moving to Mexico. It was pretty wild.
0: That is, that must be quite a change from San Francisco to Mexico. Yes,
1: yes, it was, it was. And it was a, it was a tough transition initially.
0: Which which, So what classes do you teach at Rancho? I know you teach the one on the first day about setting the intention. first day,
1: set your intentions. Yeah, thank you. And and I also run the docent program now. So a lot of times on Saturdays, I'm helping the docent greet new guests and make everybody kind of familiar with the ranch. And uh, then I teach when we're, when we have it, how to use hiking poles class. Uh, The swimming clinic, I lead chanting, but again, now during the pandemic, we're not doing chanting classes. So Sometimes on the intention meditation hikes that I lead, we will hum outside with masks on to make sure that we're all being safe. And, um, and then on Friday, I call myself kind of the bookends to the guest visit because on Friday, I teach a class called how to set your return to home intention, which used to be take your ranch home. But now I've changed it to be all around intention setting. So now yeah. it's how to, how to set your return to home intention on Friday, hopefully one of the last classes you take.
0: So first of all, what is intention setting and whether one is a guest at the ranch or just someone watching this broadcast? Why is it so important? Because like I, on New Year's Eve, what I did was something called vision boards. I I made one, it's right over here. I can show it. And to me, that's sort of like I set my intention for the next year, just through pictures. I love that. And, and I'm so glad you
1: do that. And so many people don't take the minute to set an intention and an intention Like your vision board is a vision. It's a map to the future. And it might be an intention for the day. It might be for the week, for the month, for the year, whatever. But just that process of stopping for a minute and saying, wow, I intend this for myself is something that a lot of people don't take the time to do. And you know, right now when everybody's setting resolutions and goals, and sometimes those can be pretty scary, right? Even the Wall Street Journal had an article the other day 66 days to create a new habit, which, you know, is essentially true. It's But the truth is, for most, some people can change a habit instantly. I mean, if they're motivated and committed enough, tomorrow could be a whole new day. I intend to do this. I'm doing it. But for the majority of us, as you know, I'm sure it's through some of your programs, it takes us 20 to 90 days to bring something new into our life. So a picture I like to describe is envision this canyon and We all make choices in our life and we have this canyon and it has gravity, right? It's what we do automatically. And intentions are like these new little rivulets that are not yet part of our gravity. They're not part of our automatic canyon. And I actually started Club Change because I found a way to help people easily nurture and nourish those little rivulets so that the walls come down and it just kind of becomes part of your
0: richly carved and beautifully colorful canyon. Well, it, we're just a few days after the new year. So how is an intention different than a new year's resolution?
1: Oh, I don't think it is a lot different. Um, it's, it's similar because a resolution is something that you want to bring into your life. An intention is a phrase, I, I think it's a kinder phrase, right? Because the resolution is I resolve. So that's great too, but and intention allows you some flexibility to bring practices into your life that are kind, that are loving, that are easy. Because, you know, if, if you go from doing something zero times last week, like eating a plant-based diet, right? And tomorrow you say, I'm going to do this 100% of the time. Is that super realistic? Is it kind? If, if you have a really strong support group, yes. But for most of us, it's not so easy to do that. So if we're kind and we take certain steps to just nourish ourselves down each one of those steps and do it in community, it's much more likely to happen.
0: No, I agree. I agree when other people are there to support you. Do, do you think it's important when you set an intention to just say what you want or is the why important? Because I know when I work with people on their weight and their food addictions, we talk about something called the why that makes you cry. Because I'm sure everybody, you know, wants to be thinner. or everybody wants money. But do you need something behind the intention other, other than just saying eh, this is what I want?
1: Totally, totally, totally. So in these classes, we actually spend some time not just talking about the what, but literally closing our eyes and meditating in and breathing from our heart, just taking a moment to envision yourself doing it. And then, because sometimes it's hard to even identify the why, but when you kind of let out all the other distractions and envision yourself doing exactly this thing and the end result, and then you put a word to it, like an adjective, you've, you've got your why. So then that becomes what I call your mantra. So for whatever session you're doing, so if you do it for the year, that would be your theme for the year, or your mantra or your repetitive word, which then also, in my experience, helps you reframe and affirm. So we as a group practice things like, once you have your why, you practice saying, I am that word. I choose that word versus just always being in this automaticity of your, gravity filled canyon, if that makes any sense. Yeah.
0: Well, I love it. You know, some people will poo-poo some of these things, but until don't knock it till you've tried it. I'm not kidding. Because this stuff is powerful. And 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 especially I can imagine there's something about the ranch that's magical. And when you do this at the ranch, it's like it's like all comes together.
1: Yeah. In fact, I mentioned that in the, the so people who have been there are getting my sit your intention class, but it really doesn't, it does matter where you are obviously the environment is important as you actually tell your followers as well but the ranch has Mount Kuchima which is a sacred spot and so you're right when I first started coming there I was like okay yes it's a sacred mount it was a little bit too woo-woo for the little miss MBA here who was busy running a publishing company and um, I was like yeah it's it's a magical sacred place and now that I've been going there for 18 years I am totally with you it's like I've seen the magic I've experienced the magic and my left brain also, if you had a Geiger counter because of all the quartz there and the quartz crystal, if, if you wanted to let the science part of your brain lead you, it really does conduct energy in a different way because there's so much quartz there, which yeah. you get to hike over when you, when you hang out on the sacred mountain.
0: Absolutely. And man, the Watsu there, I I tried to have a Dave on, he was scheduled then he had to cancel, but I I mean, yeah, that I hope, I hope I'm going to make myself a note to, uh, ask him again, but that, that was just, I mean, every experience there is magical, whether it's a facial or a hike. I, I mean, again, I, I mean, I don't get anything for telling you guys this Rancho doesn't do, but it's, it's, I just, I want the best for people. And especially if somebody's going through it, I mean, obviously it's a tough time for a lot of people now. And with the ranch, you know, reopened just a few months ago, very carefully. I had a friend that has already, well, a couple friends that teach there that has said, it's just, they're doing beautifully there with all their, you know, following the, the procedures and, and things like that. So what is club change? When did you find it? Found it? Why did you found it? And how can it help people <laughs> set their intentions? Find
1: it, found it. I love it. Cause I think it kind of found me as well as I found it. Right. So back in that year of 2002, in addition to coming to the ranch for the first time, um, my father, who's pretty critical in this path for me, invite, he, we, my father and my brothers did something called Boys Weekend and they would get together one weekend a year and not, you know, the guys don't do the vision boards, right? But they would get together and do their guy thing and talk about what they wanted for the year and hold themselves kind of lovingly accountable throughout the year. And then they'd meet again the next year. And they did that for, I think five or six or seven years before, 2002, when they opened it up to the whole family, my parents were, we were all celebrating a big anniversary and they decided, well, you know what? Everybody in the family, we're really enjoying this. Everybody in the family could really benefit from this. So they did kind of an open meeting with all of us and they asked if anybody wanted to join. And the rules were, if you were gonna join, you had to make a commitment for something that you wanted to bring into your life. You had to be willing to track it. So it had to be measurable you had to track it and then you had to honestly share about it uh, the following year right, and interact as much as you needed to do. So I signed up because that was, it was just a really tough year for me at that point in time when I shared that in my divorce year and first year unemployed uh, in the in a very long time in my life, I was consuming more wine than I was comfortable with. And I knew um, that the healthy number was seven glasses a week and I was drinking substantially more than seven glasses of wine per week. So I was like, okay, I'm in. And when I was crying, when I said that, I was like, oh my God, this is touching something in my heart. So that led to me, I now meet with my family. We still get together every year. We now call it boys weekend slash family retreat because we can't quite get rid of the boys weekend part. But that started me realizing and watching all my siblings change. I was like, wow, there's something There's something about this, about us just getting together. And um, so then of course, when I did come to the ranch full-time, well, I can't remember exactly the order, but once I started working at the ranch full-time, and part of that was when my father died. Oh, this was it. My father, 2012, my father passed away. And at that point in time in San Francisco, I was the most flexible one in the family. I flew out to Wisconsin and sat in hospice with him for almost, almost two months. And I was like, wow, I don't need to be at my home anymore. So that was kind of the realization that I could move to the ranch. And then when he passed away, I was like, you know, I want to share what he started in the family. And already some of my friends were sharing it with their kids. And some of my friends were doing it. And we were creating our own groups. So it just started happening. And I committed to writing a book, which I still have not written because it's not in my canyon, right? So I've made all sorts of intentions and commitments to it. So so then I moved to the ranch and I started doing the intention setting classes. And I started coaching people individually. And we worked together in groups. And then boom the pandemic hit and i was like wow i was back here and you know the ranch was closed for five months and so i came back here and i actually had a great conversation with barry he was like he he and i were talking it was our first day back back in the city and he was like jill i read this great question i can't remember who it was whenever we find out who it is i've got to tribute him in a big way it's like who do you want to be at the end of all this and at, then, at that point in time, we're thinking the end of all this is three weeks out, right? One month out, maybe two months. And I was like, wow, that's such a great question. So I did my practice. I put pieces of paper all over my house and I kept thinking, who do I wanna be? Who do I wanna be? What do I wanna be? And I kept little notes and then I took my class and I did the envisioning and I came up with a mantra and the mantra was wing it. And so that's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, I gotta figure out Zoom. And I'm gonna offer these classes online. And I tried it with my friends and family first. And then I reached out to the ranch and said, Hey, if you want to offer this to the guests, we can do a set your intention for the pandemic, you know, for the one month or two. I let everybody pick their own time frame. So I just started doing it. And then after the monthly set your intentions class online, a lot of people were interacting with me on email. I was like, okay, well, so let's practice it. So then I started to practice your intention. And so some people came in to practice their intention. And it just was really, in the end, I just sat down and said, okay, how can we tie this in a bow and make this easily accessible to anybody, whether they're at the ranch or not at the ranch and club change. It was initially called Choose to Change, but I couldn't get the trademark on that one. So I like club change better actually. And I was worried about the word change being in the name because people tend to be averse to change. And so one of my goals here is to start a bunch of club changes because in the book, I was going to teach people how to start their own club, but I realized I had never done that. So how could I write a book about something I'd never done, but I had led a bunch. So I'm leading the clubs and my goal over the, my goal, my intention and my goal over the next year or two is to write that book. And at that point in time, there'll be enough people that participate in clubs that they can start their own club and it'll, the whole world will be setting intentions.
0: Well, you know, you're right, Jill, about change. There's an old saying, no one likes change except for a wet baby. So, you know, change is really hard for people, even if they want to make the change. So how does club change make the change easier? What's the process and how is it different than just, you know, setting goals? Um, So
1: we take easy steps. I have something called STWEPs, which we practice, right? So first thing, is people sign up for a club. So right there, you know, you're not alone. It's not one-on-one. I'm not charging you a gazillion dollars per hour. It's excessively priced and you meet with the club. And at the first meeting, we send intentions. So we do an exercise where I ask you a number of questions. I guide you through just, one, one of the guys says vomiting words, but I call it popcorning words on a sheet of paper. And we put the paper sideways. So we kind of create a vision board, but it's a word board. And it's words that answer questions. And I I change up the questions, but in general, it's both what are your intentions, like time sensitive things, and then in life things, you know, what are some of your dreams? What have you always wanted to do? Things like that. And we put all those words equally on one sheet of paper. And then we close our eyes and we do the woo-woo thing. And we just kind of breathe in from our heart and we give and receive all of those words equally to ourselves. And then we open our eyes and we circle one or two or three. So through this process of intention setting, we narrow it all down to one word. And then once you have that mantra at the first meeting, then we start to identify practices. So already you've shown up, you've thought about it, maybe in a new way, not as just a goal setting, not just as a resolution, but as something that fills your heart, not just your ego, not just your friends, but it's from your heart. And then we have a practice of writing down, practices. So you identify three easy peasy things that you could do for yourself to bring you that intention. And so, of course, my facilitation helps because I've been doing this for a long time. But through a process of sitting down, showing up, thinking about it, writing, envisioning it, choosing it, then figuring out a way to practice it, then we like my house. And I'm kind of a tactile person still. I still love published magazines in print. Um, we put it all over our house. Like, what are the three practices? And I help people affirm, or reframe, or say it in a way that's smacked. Some of you might recognize the SMART acronym—you know, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, time-based—or some variation thereof. I change the realistic to kind, so that it's smacked, so that it's something that you can just do easily. Nurture and nourish this into your canyon. So what I say, if it's, um, if one is impossible and 10 is you could do it in your sleep, we kind of want it to be like an eight. It's your 80% comfortable that you can pull this into your daily life. And then people go off for their week and they do it and they track it. So that's important. You, you wanna be accountable to yourself. And we say it because then it's public. It's, it's I call speaking it your personal integrity. And so when you say it out loud versus allowing it to spin in your head with the 50,000 thoughts that spin in your head all the time, 90% of those repeat thoughts, when you say these things, I am, I choose, I will, and you share that you're tracking this, you come back that next week, it's, it's, it's just different. You're more accountable to yourself and it's in community and we share it. And then, and I'm sorry, this is a long description, but- um, then we're really comfortable to notice what gets in the way. So we, we are kind in a very non-judgmental way. There's no shooting all over yourself. I should have done this. I need to do this. I have to do this. It's like, no, you can choose this and you can choose to be kind to yourself and you can choose to notice your obstacles in a new way as well, because then you can process them and we'll, we'll dissolve those obstacles together as a group by making different choices and thinking about it and brainstorming it.
0: That's that's great. Could you give an example of some kind of some types of intentions that have been set from people in doing club change?
1: Ah, so um so one of the one of the first ones in the pandemic that that did the set and practice, she decided to retire. And this is somebody I had known for a long time at the ranch. She'd been going there regularly and kind of dappled with retiring for a long time and just wasn't comfortable with it. You know, just really was attached to that career and the income and the stability, even though she was Every time and age. And so she did club change and, um, and didn't decide, you know, her intention was not to decide to retire or not. It was just to journal on it and start to get comfortable with it. And I have to tell you, a couple of months later, she sent me this beautiful email saying, Jill, I retired. And it feels awesome. Like it wasn't scary anymore. It was kind, it was achievable, it was doable. Um, I've got one member who's writing his second book and he tributes his whole first book. Um, to club change and actually attributes it in the book, which is really nice. And then it's all of those things that if we try and do them all at the same time, we get overwhelmed, right? Like I'm gonna eat better, I'm gonna exercise, I'm gonna meditate every day, I'm gonna blah, 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 blah. And when you bring it down to just one or two simple practices for the eight weeks of club change, so people have lost weight, changed their diet, one small part of their diet. They've increased a regular exercise and tracked it. They have found joy. Like I've had a couple people say, okay, I want joy. And so part of that was she was an artist and she gardened a lot, but every time she went to the garden, it was like a chore. It was like, okay, I got a weed here and I've got to do this. It was always about having the perfect garden. And she's like, you know, half a day every week, I'm going to go out and do something really fun and creative in the garden. She ended up doing art in her garden instead and then sharing it with a neighbor and one member started dancing in her house like regularly because she committed to it and she wrote it down and she had reminders in her house to do it. and it wasn't this big, hard, you know goal. It was, oh, I can take 15 minutes right now and do it and so she did it. And so I would say the last two clubs, and I'm just starting my fourth and fifth club, the the last two clubs, 100% of the members got 100% of what they intended to get out of their time. And we actually, so part of the process, which I didn't talk about is we, when we do the visioning exercise, there's the word board that you start with, but then we write ourselves a love letter, our vision of what we get at the end and we seal it. And at the last meeting, everybody can choose, they don't have to, but they can choose whether they wanna open their sealed love letter and read it out loud and it's super powerful because all that reframing and affirmation helps it bring it into people's canyons it's really I, it just touches my heart it's been i'm super excited about it
0: that is so cool so what advice do you have for the viewers who've been trying to make changes in their lives but they just seem unable to
1: hmm. We'll join Clip Change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're offering a free class and I keep posting the link. So that might give a person oh, an opportunity. They thank can you. have the opportunity to experience it to see if that's something that they resonate You with. know
1: what? And I think we can all make changes, right? And and the more, so at the ranch as well, we have lots of life coaches that come and people have written books and people like you that have taken big, you know, I've, I'm just this professional student of listening to people and how they help change. And everyone kind of says, some variation of these basic steps. I'm seeing you nodding as well. You know, so I would say, feel free sitting there, sit in it, show up for yourself. It's, it's a gift. You know, we're so busy being human doings versus human beings. And when you ask yourself, what's more important than your health and wellness, what's the answer? None. Right. That nobody's come up with an answer yet in all the years I've been teaching these classes. So It's like, so if you can sit down and identify one thing that would be really great for your health and wellness from your heart, um, and then create a plan and envision it and write yourself a note and affirm it. Like put, I I would say the easy thing they could do is sit down and write the one thing that would help their health or wellness and commit to it and say it and write it down and be super kind with easy things that they could do, and not too many. So one simple thing, or one simple mantra, and three simple steps that they could take, and then be honest. Honesty is key in all this. Um, honest with exactly where you are, and self-loving with where you are, because we're usually really good at judging ourselves, right? I'm, I'm fat. I don't look right. I'm not strong, and I don't do it. I don't have enough money. My beauty, you know, but we're not always so good at loving ourselves. So when we allow this loving gift, not a, not a goal, not a resolution, this is a gift to our health and wellness. When you allow yourself to write down this beautiful loving gift to yourself and then be reminded and be honest with it, it helps and sharing it. So the, I mean, the steps that I take people through, I think are the steps that anyone can do It's just easier to do it with a group of people. So to create a club. So it's kind of like a book club, but this book club is all about you getting together with your friends and sharing honestly, what it is you want, what it is you intend for yourself, what you're doing to get there, how you're doing as you get there, and what you're doing to kind of move around that obstacle. And we have have an acronym and a process dissolving obstacles in a loving, kind way. And, um, and part of that is I think being human and sitting down and being vulnerable. So kind of saying, whoa, I, I thought this would be easy peasy, but I'm kind of struggling. So if you have the pleasure of noticing an obstacle versus spinning right back into your Canyon of those thoughts that you always had, um, if you can notice your obstacle and then say, wow, I've got some choices now that I notice it, I can I invite people to name their obstacle. Like even name it like Gertrude or Boris or something. And then suddenly you don't go into automatic behavior. You're like, okay, fear, I see you this time, or busyness or ego, I see you this time. And I've got choices. I can power over you. I can say no to you. And I'm if I'm filled with willpower and motivation and I'm well eaten and well slept and I take action instantly, I can notice you, I can power over you. Or I could choose to turn away from the obstacle and I could. Um, do something exactly the opposite. So instead of sitting there beating myself up, I could go take a run, go take a shower, go take a bath, go do you know meditate, something else. Don't go to that restaurant that's gonna be filled with all the bad foods, right? Whatever. And then between the polar North and South, I've got 180 degrees, I call it my West Coast, which is all my friends and family, or you, your website, right? So being honest and vulnerable enough to ask for help when you need it to say, wow, you know, this isn't in my wheel well for a reason because it's not my strength, but I really want it because this is a great gift for me. So I'm going to call so-and-so and and ask them for help and share with them that I just saw my obstacle and see if they have ideas. Because we only see our canyon and and our wheel well, but somebody else sees it in a totally different way. And when I do that, when I kind of admit that I'm kind of triggered or not, completely capable and nervous, scared, whatever. Usually what they say back to me is like, oh my God, that's brilliant, right? It's, you just open yourself up for advice, for a new yes. So that's that West Coast. And then there's the East Coast. And the East Coast is what I call, if you're a football fan and I'm a Green Bay, big Green Bay Packer fan, I'm very happy this season. um, You would call it a Hail Mary, but since it's club change, I'm calling it a Hail Jill. And the hail deal is um, do something that you would never think of doing or dream of doing. Like for me, it would be throwing more money than God at that, at this. You know, it would be hiring a private, whatever, a, high, a private chef to come into my house and cook the plant-based food or, or hiring a, or flying someplace. So I'm totally, you know, I but it's just basically admitting that you are powerless. And, and maybe it's sitting down and saying a prayer. Maybe it's just sitting down and admitting that you are but a humble human creation in this canyon right now, and and let go of your attachment, and and sometimes you know magic happens then, and you let that new magic in.
0: That's great. Have you set any personal intentions for twenty twenty one?
1: Of course, I set them daily as well. So I now I start every day with three gratitudes and three intentions for my day because it impacts my day. Um, But that's a great question. And I've set three intentions. Uh, One is to move the book into manuscript form. And I'm not saying, like I'm being kind to myself because I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, so being kind to myself is the manuscript is going to be over 50% completed by the end of the year. Now, if that's more, that'd be great. But if it's less, that's fine. And then the other theme and intention for this year is breath. And now four people have recommended that book breath to
0: me. I just ordered it yesterday. Um, but well, my... guess, excuse me for interrupting, but James Nestor is a guest on the show very soon.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. So I'm so excited. So, um, as you can see, I, 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 maybe you can see, I'm not sure. I did a bunch of alternate nostril breathing before this, but um, I get excited and I run into do and I respond quickly and I talk quickly and I my New Yorker comes out once in a while. And so um, one of my uh, intentions has always been to be a better listener and to be more mindful with food because I, st- I also still struggle with body issues and, and consumption, right? So my breath intentions are one, to notice myself every day and take a breath before I respond to someone, before I tell them what they should do, right? No shitting. So take a breath when I'm speaking or responding to someone. And the second one is to take a breath in between each, in between each bite to really have gratitude for all the nutrients and the food that's coming in my body because right now more than ever, I so honor what you do. Food is medicine and medicine is food. And, um, and I want to honor that to keep my immune system strong and my body strong and myself healthy and well, and continue to give myself the gift of health and wellness.
0: Nice. So tell us about the, when the next club change starts, how can the viewers register? I can put some links in because I guess there's two different ones on the website. So people are asking what the difference is.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Um, So
1: one is on Sundays and one is on Wednesdays. So I start a new club every month and the clubs are eight weeks long. So it's basically a two month process and one's on Sunday nights and the next one starts in January, on January 10th and that's at 5 p.m. on a Sunday night and we'll meet for the next eight weeks straight. And then in February, I'll start the next one and that is on Wednesday nights for people who can accommodate that and that's at 6 p.m. at Pacific time. So on February 3rd, I'll start Club Change Cinco. One of my intentions over the many years. So this is kind of an interesting story, maybe. My, my brothers kindly, I set an intention to learn Spanish every year, right? Because here I am living part-time in Mexico and I took Spanish and was like, why can't I speak Spanish? So every year I was I'm gonna learn Spanish and here's what I'm gonna do. And it, it was always a big goal. And, and finally they looked at me and they're like, Jill, you know, you've had that for three years and I, you know you're not really <laughs> proceeding at any point in time. So I kind of did the hail Jill. I hired a private Spanish instructor and um, and now I'm doing it regularly with friends. I created community around it and I made it doable and achievable. So now every week I'm spending an hour doing Spanish. And we just reached out to somebody in Mexico to come into our Zoom and teach us online, which is pretty cool. But so the clubs are named after Spanish numbers. And so I'm starting Club Change Cuatro on Uh, So this coming Sunday, wow, in like four, three, four days. And then I'm starting Club
0: Change Cinco on February 3rd. Nice, great. And the free class is January 10th, I believe, which is this Sunday.
1: Yeah, so it's the Set Your Intention class. So the Set Your Intention class is essentially the first step of the club because we do all that journaling and focusing and clarifying on your mantra and your practices. And then what the club does is it creates community around that and community support and tracking and weekly check-ins. So the complimentary Set Your Intention class can be taken by anyone, but I only allow 20 people in a club because it's important for us to build that support team in the club along the way. So the first 20 people from that Set Your Intention class will um, get to participate in the club. So so the Set Your Intention class is always the first day of the club is the Set Your Intention class.
0: That's terrific. That gives yeah. people, like and they can have like a little taste of it. Do you think you could give us a little taste of like kind of an exercise or something that we could all do together right now?
1: Oh, yes, of course we could. Let's see, um, do you have a piece of paper?
0: Yep, I got a whole bunch of papers. I so always... um,
1: we're all, maybe you've already done some um, intention setting around your year. You already have your vision board but I think everybody could grab a piece of paper and a pen and even their phone because um,
0: phones have you know the little yeah. thing you can type they can yeah, type on the, uh, that, the yeah oh, if they don't if no. they don't have time to get a piece of paper your phone has a awesome. you know a thing you can type on see
1: you're so much more technology
0: driven <laughs> well I just want people to say well I can I'm I'm outside right. walking my Access dog I don't it. have a piece of paper right. your phone if you have a phone it has a thing where you can type you know notes I think Perfect. it's called yeah
1: Perfect, so let's do that. So let's everyone just stop for a moment and show up for themselves right now. So now you're, you're, you're no longer listening to AJ and I, although you are, but I want you just to take a breath up the front of your body and maybe close your eyes. So if you're walking, stop walking. And if you're driving, maybe pull over for a minute, but close your eyes and take a breath up the front of your body and just show up for yourself now. Here now and exhale slowly down your back. And you're here now for setting an intention for your new year. And what I'd like you to do is you can open your eyes now and answer words, popcorn words on this sheet of paper in any way, like any direction, right? Sideways or forward. And um, let's just do one question. And um, it's not gonna be the same question as January 10th. So let's do today, let's do, What would bring you joy in 2021? Don't edit yourself at all. Just write down words in any size or shape or form. What would bring me joy in 2021?
0: Oh, uh, the first thing that came up was just very interesting. Awesome,
1: and I, and I recommend you don't be linear. Like don't list it uh, you know, in one column and don't go horizontal as if you're writing a journal or a book. Allow yourself to kind of think in new ways. Get out of your canyon for a minute and just allow whatever comes to mind. No editing, just whatever comes to mind. This would bring me joy in 2021. And I'm gonna, since I can only see you, AJ, I'm gonna assume that when you're done, everybody else will be done. Mm. And it's best if it's just a few words instead of full sentences, because single words will kind of pop out to you then at the end of the exercise and it will help you choose and narrow. And I invite you while you're writing to be smiling at these words to not be give, allowing yourself any stress or judgment, just loving them, allowing yourself to just like be in love for things that bring you joy, giving and receiving joy. Okay, are you done? Yeah. You'll probably never be done, but let's, let's like wrap it up for now. So now what I'd like you to do is set that piece of paper on your lap or on your desk in front of you and take your palms, palm up and put your palms on that sheet of paper. And look at what that did all of a sudden. It relaxed your back, it opened your heart. And maybe you're gonna tuck your chin in and close your eyes again. And inhale up the front of your body and out the crown of your head and then just really slowly exhale. Just coming into now, being here now, filled with love for yourself. So inhale again and this time as you're coming from your gut and your soul up past your heart, just fill yourself with loving acceptance of you here now. And slowly exhale and accept with ease and grace you here now. You are enough. You are perfect as you are. In fact, like there's a poem, a greeting card from James Brown I'm going to read you this. It's one of my favorite poems. This is it. This is really it. This is all there is. And it's perfect as it is. There is nowhere to go but here. There's nothing here but now. And there's nothing now but this. And this is it. This is really it. This is all there is. And it's perfect as it is. I invite you to drink in that perfection with your breath, you here now. Exhale it with ease and grace. And now keep your eyes closed, but relax your neck so you're facing all these words, but you're not looking at them because your eyes are closed. And kind of allow yourself to give and receive all these words equally, like love them in and love them out. Allow them all in with your eyes closed. But just love all of these joyful things. And keep this sheet of paper around forever. Because you'll smile with joy every time you do open your eyes. But don't open them up yet. When I do ask you to open your eyes, I want you to circle the one word on this sheet that most touches your heart in this minute when we open our eyes. So inhale one more time from your gut, from your sits bones, all the way up. Be filled with heartfulness, fill your entire mind space with heartfulness and love and open your eyes and circle the one word on this sheet of paper that most touches you right now. Go ahead and open your eyes and circle the one that really touches your heart right now. And circle it. And so what you've done now is you've allowed your future intentions to be part of your present. So now what I'd ask you to do is flip this piece of paper over and write down that word, big bold, own it, be proud of it, say it right now, practice it out loud. You don't have to, AJ, if you don't want to. Okay, I, I don't AJ. mind. My my word is play. Awesome. So so let's do it together. We're gonna in three times. We're gonna say, I choose play I will play I am play we're gonna say it all three ways ready
0: I I choose choose play play.
1: I will I will
0: play I I am play
1: awesome you are and play is you so now I'd like you to write down three easy peasy things that you could do this coming week let's just set it up for this coming week that are playful so the things you want, again, to be a number eight out of a 10. So you want it to be specific, measurable, actionable, time-based, kind. So that's smack specific, measurable, act- actionable, kind and time-based. So it probably has two numbers to it. One that's kind of a minimum, hopefully, cause that's kind, right? And you wanna be 80% sure you can do this next week. And the other one is a frequency. So maybe it's per day, per week, per month, per year, whatever. And actually, I, since we set it up for the year, um, you know, this doesn't have to be next week for you. But if you were in the club, it would be a weekly commitment. It would be weekly. And then what you do is maybe write that, that big word in those three practices three times on this sheet of paper and cut it in thirds or print it out from your phone three times. And because you want to see it. So if you're only on your phone and digital, put it in your calendar every morning so that every day you see say, oh, and then track it. Like put little tally sheets, like, yeah, I did this, I did this this week, I did this, I did this. And maybe at the end of the week, you didn't get to it. You know, you didn't um, get to all of them. It's best to sit in it, to be honest. Say, you know what? I did 80% of that, which is pretty good. Or I did 20% of that. And then notice your obstacle. say this got in the way. Or if you did it, say, wow, I did. So when we come together in our club meetings, we celebrate and we brainstorm and we share and we ensure because you know what? Every moment is a new moment. Every breath is a new breath. Every week is a new club. So it's best, since it does take 20 to 90 days for you to bring these rivulets into your canyon, it's best if you kind of keep similar practices every week, but you don't have to. So a lot of people, when they've moved on and celebrated, they, you know, halfway through, kind of what I observe is two things happen. Either one, people get a layer further down in their resistance. It's like, oh, I'm still not doing this after four weeks. What is it, if I'm really honest with myself, what is it that's really getting in the way? And how can I change this up? How can I write the practice in a completely different way that is going to be easier and peasier for me to take that first step, nourish myself with health and wellness. Or, you know, they, they hit it out of the park and that's just awesome. And then we celebrate, I had, I think I just put on the Facebook, I had one, one member who wanted to get back to her poetry. And she ended up um, in the last week reading a poem to the club because it was, it touched her heart so much. and. Um, And so she shared with us the results of her new practice. It was really fun.
0: Wow, this is. I just. I. I don't. I don't. I have ranch like Zen feelings now. I just. I forget to do this kind of work. That. That's the thing. The, you know what. You know what the ranch is. The ranch reminds me how important this kind of work is because I. I very. i My job is very much like kind of like scientific and precise and. And I do try to bring play into the cooking demo part, but the other part not so much. It, that, but I realize there's opportunities for that. But what I'm really realizing from this wonderful. Uh, interaction with you is I got to bring more of this into my life because my life is completely out of balance. It's like, it's just basically work. And you know what they say, all work and no play. It doesn't make me- Well,
1: so even, so languaging is an important part of this. And this is part of what I'm learning as I lead these groups. So I just heard you say, I should do more of this, right? So the word more is not very specific and it can never be attained. And should, you know, I you're sitting or I need to, I should, I have to, I could. And it's like, no, can you reframe that sentence and maybe share, if you want to, one of your practices. And instead of saying, I should do more play in my thing, maybe share a practice with us if you want to and say, I will do a minimum of X minutes doing this, which is playful. I don't know what it is, cracking a joke or doing a dance move in your class or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Well, I just discovered there's this online way on Zoom to play Pictionary. And I've got, my, my friend has kids that will play with me almost any time. And that's what I'm going to start doing more because it's a blast. I have awesome. so much fun doing that. Yeah.
1: Awesome. So, um, and yeah, so just setting a minimum time or setting an appointment for that and say, I'm going to do this a couple of times a week. I'm just going to have a blast doing this. let it bring a smile to my and when we as you know this I know you know this from everything that you do to share your gifts with everyone when I don't know why it is so hard for us to be kind to ourselves but when we treat our health and wellness as the number one thing it automatically gets shared with everyone else so we are then the change we want to be in the world and the world would be a kinder healthier weller place right so but we have to we, we don't have to be. See, I catch myself. We can choose to be kinder to ourselves and give ourselves these little gifts every minute, every day, every week, every month, every year. And club change can help you do that. And I, you know, I, this video can help you do that. You can watch this every month if you want and, and do it because it's just really showing up and taking the time
0: to do it. This has just been lovely. Thank you so much. I just got so much out of this. And I hope people, like you say, can just watch that part again because just it was so relaxing. And it just made, gave me so much clarity about not only what I want in my life, but what I don't. Thank you, AJ. Well, well, thank you. The, everybody at the ranch is magical. What can I say? It's just the best. And thanks all of you guys for being magical and playing along with us. Please check out Jill's website and at least take the free class. I'm going to do it. It sounds amazing. And then see if club change is right for you. Thanks so much for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. We have a bonus show today at 2 p.m. with the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey. And I'm going to set my intention for that interview because I've been pretty nervous about interviewing him. Thanks so much, Jill. It was great to see you. Thank you,
1: Chef AJ. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and year.
0: I intend to.